Hey, hey, thanks for tuning in to the Just Janice podcast. I am your host, Janice, and we know that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. So in this joy-filled podcast, you're going to hear real-life stories from other believers. We're going to talk about the kingdom. We're going to magnify Jesus, and it's going to be awesome. So thanks for tuning in, and here we go. I'm super excited to have my friend Steve Bridgman on the show today. I met him last year at his concert in West Unity. His newest hit single, Patiently Waiting, has had over 25,000 streams. He has performed in over 35 states and three continents. Welcome, Steve. Hey, thank you so much, Janice, for having me. This is fantastic. I'm uh, really looking forward to this. And like I said, I, when we first connected, I, I, this is, I think, my first podcast conversation. So this is amazing. I love podcasts. I listen to them all the time. So awesome. What's your favorite? What are some of your favorite podcasts? Um, you know, uh, to, in full disclosure, I listen to Justin Long's podcast. He has a lot of big famous people on there and it's sort of and tells stories about how they sort of rose to the top of their game. Um, a lot of uh, people that he's worked with in the industry, you know, like Brad Pitt and people like that, just listening to their stories about, you know, you don't hear the struggles of what they've gone through. And so I, I listened to that one and I listened to a lot of mostly Christian music stuff, like uh, different uh, opinions and things like that. So that's really it. I mean, every day I listen to one, pretty much I find one every day around five o'clock. All right. So let's start out with asking you five fun facts about yourself so people can get to know you. Okay, wonderful. So what is your favorite song? My favorite song of all time is My Place in This World by Michael W. Smith. I feel like that has been my anthem since I was a teenager. I'm telling my age now. But um, <laughs> yeah, My Place in This World, Michael W. Smith. All right. Favorite candy? Uh, by far Reese's, uh, Peanut Butter Cups, or any of those holiday Christmas tree Easter egg slash hearts that come out seasonal that are Reese's. Uh, they are the devil, and I love <laughs> <laughs> Right. Uh, dream vacation destination. Oh, gosh. You know, I did two tours in Romania, and I did... Uh, with a group, I actually, years ago, 2013, when I first went solo, I went out and with this group out of Los Angeles, and we went to Romania and Hungary, but I didn't get to see what I wanted to see sort of on my own, so I would love to go back to Romania on a vacation. First of all, it's very, very inexpensive to go, and I mean... It, that's my that's where I would like to go. I have tons of friends there and uh, radio plays me there and I would just love to just go and just see everything I could. That's so cool. Yeah. What is your favorite scripture? Um, there uh, let me see. There's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Uh, I can make it right. It is I want to say Proverbs 1824. Um there are friends who pretend to be friends, but then there's a friend who sticks close to the brother. That's it. So probably mm. 18, 24. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And then last question, something on your bucket list. Oh man. On my bucket list. I've been so absolutely blessed to be able to travel so much. Um, bucket list. You know, I've never gone skydiving and it's because cool. I was always too big. I didn't, I was over the, weight limit 
but I'm no longer mm-hmm. over the weight limit. So I've not been able to do that yet. Probably my best friend and I have been talking about doing this and we just haven't. So probably on the list sometime this summer, if it's allowed. <laughs> you have to do that. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. My best friend went skydiving and I'm like, I love looking at your pictures. I'm not doing that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So one thing I love doing on the podcast is sharing real life stories from with people. So who is Steve Bridgman? What is like the short version of your story? You know, I was 20 years an educator. I it was in education, but I had a quartet and uh, we were mo- moderately, I mean, successful. We did a lot of church. We did probably 30 states or something over the 15 years we were on the road. A lot of people came and gone, a lot of, you know. And I just decided one day I had my producer in Nashville said, you know, you should try doing a solo album. And I was like, no way, not <laughs> doing it. I, there's no way. Don't don't even go there. And I, it was the strangest thing. The very first day, that very same day, I had got a call from the Los Angeles Lakers asking me if I would come do the uh, national anthem for them. This was back in 2013, and I just said, sure. So I recorded an album, and I'll be honest with you, that album sat in the can for three years before I ever did anything with it. And Wow. Uh, right. It's just a, it's the strangest thing that happens and how God works. I was so nervous about putting that album out, but it was about timing. And my first song, Angels by Another Name, by accident on a Facebook Live radio started saying hey we love that song would it fits into the christian country genre would you like to put it on the radio and i was like sure and it just literally i had like the perfect storm and it went number one on oh my gosh it was number one for probably three or four months it was nuts and then i just i don't feel like i'm worthy of being here it's just one of those things where things just keep rolling out people keep responding people love um, a good song people love music and I'm happy to give it to them. I, you know, who I am as a person is I'm a pleaser. I want to, I want people to, to walk away from my concerts being pleased and being um, blessed and taking something home with them. Really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you definitely master that. Well, oh, I, lo- thank you. I enjoyed your concert. We were actually, my sister and I were supposed to come to like a, two or three other concerts and dates just kept like not working out with us or whatever. And so I'm really glad that it ended up working out that we got to be there for your show because it was so good. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. It's funny because I try to mix things up every time. Like I try to change things and all that. So yeah, I mean, it's like, and no two concerts need to be the same ever. You have to sort of make it what they, you know, sort of customize it for each You to know your audience, I guess. Yeah. 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 That's so good. Yeah. So who are some of your musical inspirations? We now go way back to the nineties, probably. I mean, you've got the newsboys, you've got uh, Stephen Curtis Chapman, you've got Michael W. Smith, of course, Amy Grant, all the big dogs. Um, and then you get into, you know, um, just right at the end of the nineties, maybe mid nineties, they sort of went into that Christian music, went into that grunge era where it was like mm-hmm. sort of hard rock and even DC talk kind of changed their, they went from like hip hop rap to like some kind of like rock and rollish, And it was great stuff. It was good. The message was still there. Um, but I sort of pulled back from listening to Christian music then, but those influences are still there. And mm-hmm. I, I tend to 
I gravitate towards a popish Michael W. Smith sometimes when I'm in the studio, and then they my producers like pull me back and go, nope, 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 that's too much. And so, yeah, I mean, it's we've got some things in the works right now uh, on the contemporary side of things, and I've never been more pumped about it. So, this is a real good. These are really good questions about like because that's sort of the direction that I'm going in right now. It's very cool. Yeah. That's awesome. So, what would you say has been like a big milestone in your music career where you've been like, "This is awesome." Well, I'm sure you probably have several, but um, singing the national anthem at a, at a Lakers game at Staples Center was is twice is, was a big one. But I think probably doing the get to sing on the stage at the Grand Old Opry is probably my biggest. Um, just in uh, it was at the inspirational country music association awards i was nominated for new artist of the year and you know i watched over the years all these different people that uh, i was sort of just taking in all that i was even at an award show and actually had two nominations that night but whenever i won new artist i was just completely floored because and then i got to perform that night with ali colleen who was uh garth brooks's daughter and we had a single and so that probably it's a pretty much a toss-up i mean that's a, that was a pretty big night i mean i got to sing uh debut our single with her and then we got to do um you know then i won a uh, new artist so that's probably my biggest night of all that's my biggest uh you know it's not about awards at all but it's it really felt good to be accepted by an industry that i had always wanted to be part of so that's really awesome. Was there anyone there that night that you were like completely starstruck and you had to just kind of like keep yourself calm when you saw you them? You know, it's, well, <laughs> well, I do have one. You're going to think I'm crazy. But one of the <laughs> girls from that I grew up watching on Saturday Night Live was the host on the red carpet. And I can't remember her name now, but she was one of the um, host, the red har- carpet host. And I ended up having to go find her. Uh, somebody asked me, hey, Steve, do you know her? And I like ran back to the dressing rooms to find her. And I got to walk her up to the red carpet. And then I got, she got, we, I got to talk to her. But she was on Saturday Night Live for years. And I'm a huge, I mean, I was an 80s kid. You know, I watched Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. I watched um, just all those comedy shows. It's just sort of where I came from. I mean, I have that, you know. I laugh at pretty much anything and sometimes maybe something that's a little bit more inappropriate than I should, but, <laughs> but I mean, that's just that. Yeah. I mean, that was of all the people that was the one that I was just like, what is happening right now? Right. <laughs> that's so yeah. cool. But this one uh, might be getting a little personal, but what has been your absolute most embarrassing thing that's happened on well, stage? You know, listen, Do you have that's anything? Funny. I li- yeah. I listened to a, um, a podcast yesterday about um, what's called the firing culture, where you say something or do something where um, you sort of like get unhired for like another time or something. Well, I actually have one of those moments. We, <laughs> it was in my hometown and we have this thing called gospel on the river Friday after five. And it is massive. And it's, if I was to say that anybody who's anybody who's known me growing up, they all come. It's a free event. It like seats like 1500 people or something like that. And it's just packed to the, like to the ceiling. And we, that day we had gone to 
a spa to sort of get pampered up for that big night. I mean, we were, we were really excited about it. We went to the spa, we were doing like, we got haircuts and we got everything in it. Well, in the process of this thing, I said in on stage, I said, y'all have got to go see the ladies at blah, blah, blah spa. And they even do great massages. And there were so many people in the audience that were offended that I got unhyped. <laughs> the next year, we were not allowed to come back because I had said that, that. And I was like, I wasn't talking from experience. I was just saying it's a spa. They sell these things. They, they have these like services there. And people just were so upset at me that I got like hate email, hate oh like Facebook posts and I was and what's funny is for three days I had no idea what they were even talking about and so until the promoter called me and said well here it is and and, it was, and the, the person I thought wow I really do need to be careful what I say on the platform because I really although I had no intent whatsoever of being inappropriate it came out that way so that's my most embarrassing moment right. <laughs> oh Man, yeah, people are crazy though sometimes. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh, um, okay. Next question If you could collaborate with anyone on a song, mm. I know this is going to be hard for you. <laughs> Who would you pick? Oh, gosh, you know, um, I'm a huge country music fan, and people say, Oh, you know, and then people get into the semantics of it all. It's like, Oh, but country music isn't real anymore, and you know, this is all that nonsense. and so my, if, but if I had could collaborate on a song, I probably have two, if I may, mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. the mainstream side would definitely be Kelly Clarkson. I think she has a phenomenal, yeah. yeah, phenomenal vocal. I think that my, our vocals would maybe complement each other. I'm nowhere near where she is, but I'm just saying that I would love to collect. And the second one would be probably sandy petty she yeah she has been she was another one who was a big influence on me growing up just about taking risks in your vocal and make and creating big moments um i've had a very very good producer early on uh, when i first got into the business and she told me that um being a real artist was about taking risks and about creating moments and I've kept mm-hmm. that along the way, right tugged into my heart because in Sandy Petty takes big risk. If you go see her in concert, she does some really big moments and a lot of key changes and big, big um, production songs. And I've always wanted to, you know, I actually invited her one time to a church in Indianapolis because I knew she lived close by. And she, somebody mm-hmm. reached back out to me and said, I'm so sorry we didn't get this early enough, but she probably would have come. And I was like, let's do it another time. And we've never done it, but I thought it was cool. <laughs> so there's my two. That's yeah. cool. That's awesome. So what are some ways that you stay rooted and grounded in your faith and the hustle and bustle of the music industry? Well, you know, um, the more people, uh, it's, it's difficult. And I, not, not to stay grounded, but I well, first of all, I live alone. That's the first thing. I am a loner. I and I was in quarantine for sixty-one days by myself. Um, totally nobody around. Not going to work. Not doing anything. Barely. I didn't go within a mile of my house for sixty days. 
I got so close to the Lord. It was like I talked to him all the day, all day long, every day. And so, you know, these people who are so upset about let's open everything back, let's go. And, you know, and I get both sides of it, but p- people yeah. need to seek the Lord in all of this. And that's, and I really did. I mean, I really did seek the Lord. And, you know, now that I'm in Texas with my family, but my sister now has cancer and she, and it's one of the things is that I was just so, I had such a fear of not making it here. And she, and, but I just kept my faith and I really did talk to the Lord. Prayer is very important. People need to realize that their faith doesn't go through other people. And I think a lot of people put their faith mm-hmm. in the success in the Lord in ways where they say, well, if I'm successful, then I am stronger Christian. Or if I have a number one song, that just means I'm a stronger Christian. Nothing could be further from the truth than that. And the thing mm-hmm. is, is that I've seen some of the most faithful people that I've actually thought, man, I wish my faith was that strong, who have lost people, who have lost children, who have lost, and I seek that. And that's really what I do is, is I see, I see other people going, oh my goodness, this is, this is a strong faith. And I really do strive for that. And so just talking to him and uh, sometimes I talk to him when I'm walking. Sometimes I talk to him whenever I'm driving around, whatever. And uh, it's just important. I think, I hope that answers your question. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. I led a youth group for a couple of years. And that was one thing I taught my kids all the time was that God doesn't have grandkids. He only has children. And so you have to have your own relationship with God and just that importance of not, of not going, like, we don't, we don't need a mediator in a person. We have Jesus Christ. And so just knowing like, you don't have to go to your pastor to pray for you or whatever, having that personal relationship yourself. is That's exactly right. I love everything you said. So good. So what, what advice would you give to someone who might be listening, who has this dream that they feel like the Lord has given them, whether it's music or so, or anything else that they're just are afraid to step uh, run out far in? away. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> it's the truth though. I met this young man, I met this young man, um, down in my hometown that had we did a we did a, an event together and I love I just love it when young people come out and they are just like so happy to meet you and they're just like oh my goodness I've been you know I had one guy one time would come up to me and said I've been listening to you sing since I was a baby my mom used to play my music your music and I'm thinking what I'm not that old and so but but I'm I, <laughs> right I know. um Advice wise, I would, oh man, you know, I have a, a buddy of mine, Thomas Mack, who is making it just his million and some odd followers on TikTok. And my advice would be social media is the new thing. And you've, and you got to work social media to the point where, you know, and it to be, to get into the like details, work your numbers, work those, work. Uh, your social media, work on your craft, work on your songs. I mean, if people come out of quarantine, some of these artists that come out of quarantine, they don't have a ton of new music or a ton of ideas for songs, and then they wasted a whole lot of time. Don't waste time. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure I was late into the game. I'm, I mean, I'm, I was really, I'm very, very, very fortunate to be here. But the thing is about giving someone young advice is, Number one, here's here's like words of wisdom. Number one, 
never tell anybody no. Never, if somebody comes to you and says, hey, we would love for you to come and sing, and we've got a 10-minute slot for you or a 15-minute slot or a 30-minute, then take it. And even if you, it costs mm. you on your own dime because you can't pay for exposure. You really can't. And you n- take it. Never tell anybody no. And that advice came from someone else named Jason Crabb to me. The second one is if somebody gives you 10 minutes, you take nine. Somebody gives you 20 minutes, you take 19. (laughs) Never go over your time. Mm -hmm. That's another thing is that because because of that, you're going to get invited back. But nothing will get you uninvited back more than taking up too much time. And the third Mm -hmm. of advice is don't expect to get rich overnight. A lot of people think you're just going to make a ton of money and I mean, my first number one song was just a break even kind of thing. And until you learn the master of it, never assume that, oh man, I mean, people just kind of assume that people who are in the industry just were rolling in money. Sure, you can pay your bills, but you know, it, you're not like, you're not building, you know, $3 million homes. <laughs> and so, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, right. make sure you get somebody who's close to you, who knows how to deal with money. Don't sign any contracts until you have a real lawyer look at it, not your uncle who runs his lawyer out of the back of an automotive shop. I mean, <laughs> right. So that's really it. I mean, when it comes to the industry, those are the things that, that I would like, you know, those are my advice. So. Thank you so much, Steve, for joining me on the Just Janice podcast. That was such a fun interview. You guys can find Steve on Instagram at Steve Bridgman Music. He is on Facebook at Steve Bridgman Country. He has a website, stevebridgman.com, so you can check out all of his upcoming events. He is on Apple Music. He is on Spotify, so go listen to his music. Be blessed. Love you guys, and I will see you soon.